guys. Welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today's another fantastic day because it's actually a beautiful day. Uh, it's, it's a day where we talk about energy. And that is what actually makes me live my new life for. I'm addicted to life nowadays. And wouldn't it be nice if you could just sort of I don't know, find a, a power charger for that battery that is in there and in there in your soul. Wouldn't it be amazing if there's just some app that quickly supercharges you? <laughs> well, unfortunately, for those of you who want instant gratification, switch off this tape now. This is, I'm sorry, no, no, wait until Elon Musk has done something weird, weird. Um, until then, however, I've got the next best thing here on my show and that is rena lang because rena actually has decided to to learn more about how to supercharge yourself how to get this energy to get you going without actually maybe the help of certain white powders that you snort up your nose or uh, without the help of too much of the java um so there might be other ways how we can all learn how to be better human beings with more energy and therefore achieve so much more. So Rena, I'm dead excited to have you on my show. Welcome to my show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> well, you're the, energi you're the energizer bunny. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. So I, I'm, I'm actually literally dead, dead excited. It might also be the, the, the coffee that I just had. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I am truly excited because here you are. You are a little bit further down the path than I am. Whilst I've got good habits in place, I can't wait to learn more and fine-tune my habits uh, in order to see um, where we can go because it's all continuous improvement. So, Rina, when, when did you ever started thinking about, wow, okay, I know how to focus on energy. I know how to focus on, on charging up the battery faster maybe than other people. How did it all come about? So let, let me tell you a story. Um, so basically a few years ago, I was living in Singapore and I landed my dream job and I was really doing great. I did all the right things. I achieved all the right things. And then my mind and my brain started breaking down. What I realized is that I basically fried my brain several times in my life to get to all that success that I was aspiring so much. And eventually, when I actually got all the goals that I ever wanted to achieve professionally, I realized that my mind was not there to support me anymore. I would go into client meetings and I would actually record conversations on my phone because I could not remember anymore what was discussed. And so I would listen to those conversations afterward. But basically, there were a number of things happening with me. I was procrastinating a lot. I, it would require me to drink coffee for an hour before I was ready to open my very first email. I was so exhausted, drained. Uh, I'm an introvert as well. So for me, like, like being constantly depleted by people around me was a reality. And often I would binge watch shows over the weekend. I would not be even able to get out of bed I was so drained so tired and it went on for several years and so those of you who are listening to this podcast and are thinking okay I'll start worrying about my mind my brain my health overall when it starts breaking down in my 50s because it's kind of like a given once you get to that age this is where things are not going to go as as before but right now I'm still fine and I can get by with alerts and post-it notes but well it my mind started breaking down in my early 30s 
So that's why I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I knew if I ever wanted to land another job, I had to do something now and fast. But the whole time, my mind and my 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 brain just felt like they were in a fishbowl all the time. So I had like bad brain fog. People would talk to me and I would be not comprehending comprehending clearly what they were saying to me. And probably this is a reality for a lot, a lot of people. And just to kind of like, how did I even get started on this? I had insomnia for like three three weeks. Uh, and insomnia on and off was a big, big issue with me. My mind was just not able to, to wind down and give me the sleep that I need. And so I was just dragging my feet through the day and trying to survive until the weekend. But then one thing that I, I decided to do is actually to stop meditating because I've heard there is this magic thing, meditation, whatever the hell that is, and um, that this might help. I was desperate at such a point. I didn't have anything to do with spirituality or new age until then. I was like such a fact-driven person and this was a bit too woo for me but I was desperate enough to try something else and it changed my life completely because ever since I began meditating I started feeling energies in my hands vibrating and I started asking around who else has this superpower issue coming up I thought everybody who meditated had that but it turned out nobody I was talking to had that that side effect that that this kind of like energy vibrating is feeling it and that is why when i uh, embarked on healing my mind and brain this is the route that i chose because i felt just energetically i started feeling more and more and i was beginning to feel that something is off so let me figure out what is this energy is there any energy healing modality that i can learn is there any anything else i can do to help myself and actually i ended up leaving and i ended up taking a gap year of one year where i embarked on i went to nepal and and I was meditating for, for a month in, in Buddhist temples to learn whatever mind gymnastics Buddhists do, because I thought these guys must, must have figured out something in those 2,500 years. And then I went to yoga schools in India and I traveled all over the world and just kind of like experimenting on myself and seeing what it was doing to me energetically. Fast forward, um, now I feel like I'm smarter than I ever was. And that's one of the myths that I would like to debunk when it comes to that, don't settle for that belief that, you know, our intelligence just kind of like increases throughout our, our childhood, teenage years, 20s, then it kind of like plateaus in the 20s, 30s, and then sometime in the 40s, if you're lucky, maybe 50s, it starts deteriorating. This is the myth that I want you to bank. There is so much you can do, and it starts within, of course. It's your own laboratory. There is no magic pill. There's nothing that's out there, out there that's going to fix your brain, your mind. And uh, even though like accessing altered states, accessing high levels of abilities of consciousness is the next thing that everybody's trying to do, trying to hack. So, which means it's not something that is done to you or somebody else can do it. Just by actually better understanding your energies, you can start manipulating those energies in your favor. Right now, most of you, if you're struggling mentally, your brain is not up to the mark. You keep forgetting things. Chances are the energies that are within are working against you. So how can you turn it all around? That's what I'm all about. Beautiful. Beautiful. I've had previously, I had a, um, a guest here who is a dementia prevention specialist and her, the, the title of her show was Dementia is a Choice. And I thought, what the hell? 
what the hell is that about? And essentially, we are talking exactly about the same thing. We are taking it somehow for granted that uh, our life has to deteriorate uh, at some stage. And that is absolute bullshit. Um, it is, um, I certainly with my drinking and with my my past of burnout, because that's what you're describing here. You're just this kind of, of introvert trying to achieve as much as possible, climbing the ladder 16 hour days and continuously for for how long did you do that? I mean, how, <laughs> how long did you live that life of boom and bust of exhaustion? <laughs> It starts at school, pretty much. So, but it went on for about 20 years, for sure. Exactly. And, and no surprise with 20 years. I mean, that leaves scars. Of course, it drains you. There is this emotional bank account. You know, you can't always take out, take out, take out of the bank account. You also have to give in. Um, so it is, what is, was it not Abraham Lincoln uh, who was asked, you know, if you had eight hours to, to fell the tree, how would you do it? And he said, I would spend six hours sharpening the saw. Well, those kind of things are not really taught to us. For us, in certainly the way I was brought up, it's work, 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 work. What do you mean? You're daydreaming. You're daydreaming. What, how, how dare you? So that moment of rest where you actually give yourself a few moments to actually reset up there. Um, that was never encouraged. Was it encouraged in your life, early life? For sure not. That's the thing. We What we understand until, and the intelligence needs to evolve. Intelligence are three things. It's instinct, intellect, and intuition. Instinct is the wisdom and intelligence of the body. That's why martial art, arts in martial arts instinct is a big thing sportsmen and women make a lot of money on that type of intelligence it's the ability of, of your physical body to react faster than anybody else it's it's a type of intelligence that a lot of money can be made on now most people understand on the intelligence like this einstein kind of like idea that is some scientists in a laboratory but they are basically using the the learned facts knowledge and a concrete mind to solve problems. But even then, when you actually read biographies of geniuses, what they do, they're actually constantly going back and forth between an altered state and the state of consciousness. And they're in the altered state, which is the intuition, is where they bring in insights. In, uh, this is the visual part. This is the, the, uh, the part of pure knowing. You just see something and then you bring it into your conscious awareness. And that's why a lot of breakthroughs actually happen, are happening in those early morning hours when you just wake up, when your mind is still kind of like in the twilight zone. <laughs> this is where a lot, a lot of groundbreaking ideas can happen. Yeah. And um, very, very, very inc incredible genius people, they, they often see things like they see music as, as energy, as visions. Yeah. And that's the type of energy that, the type of intelligence that is way superior than the instinct and intellect. It's an intelligence of pure knowing. There is no more thinking required. In fact, Buddhists insist that true thinking happens in an empty mind. So what do they know that we don't know? Definitely, I'm getting to now in my practice and through, through all the techniques that I picked up, I'm getting to a space where I think less and less and less, but groundbreaking 
thinking is actually happening because ideas are able to come through most people's minds. It's like being in a room packed with 100 people shouting at you all the time. How are you ever to to, to pick up on your intuition, which is like that one person standing on the other side of the room trying to give you some, that $1 million idea, that groundbreaking thought that's going to be your golden ticket. What are your chances of actually hearing that idea? Recognizing it as a $1 ticket. It's impossible if you have 100 people shouting at you all the time. Cleaning up your mind is the key. If you're still thinking, I need to learn more facts so that I can... I can win what do you call it, those shows on TV, you know, where they ask for facts and whatnot and, and words. And, you know, um, if you think more facts is what you need to become smarter. The smartest people on this planet that know all the facts still end up with broken minds and Alzheimer's. So that's not the way. There has to be something else. That is why I highly recommend to anyone who is interested in this topic, read a book called uh, Stealing Fire. I read this book about one and a half, two years ago. And it opened my eyes that the game has changed. We are still using the brain from the last century, from the 20th century, to cope with the challenges of this century. This century requires a completely different brain. That's why kids, five years old, without the ability to read, they still can use better your phone than you can. Why? It's because they approach it with a flexible, empty mind. But we are so conditioned, so structured, and our mind is still stuck in the last century before internet. And, you know, just installing an app or using a new program on, on, uh, on your computer for many, it's, it's so intuitive, so logical. Your XUI design is so simple these days. Still people struggle to find the right buttons. How is that possible? Whereas the kids are able to do it without reading because it's intuitive. That's the thing, you know, our minds, brains calcify. Energy calcifies, thought forms calcify. That's why the world doesn't change because people change. It changes because people die. The older we get, the older we get, the more inflexible we become. That's why there is so much conflict on this planet because people are so stuck in their opinions, ideas, which were entrenched in them in, in their first seven years of their life. But now they're in their 70s and they're still running the show from that space. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. This is my opinion. I'm going to fight for it. People with a flexible mind, they're able to see the truth is a diamond. You can see many, many, many perspectives of the same truth, truth reconcile it and distill the juice, gist of it without offending anybody and still understanding that everybody is right from their point of view. Nothing is set in stone. Everything is flexible. Everything is changing all the time. That is why if you want to remain relevant in the 21st century, things are not going to get better. We're never going to go back to two years ago before COVID. Never. Never give up that idea. Embrace change. The only things that are uh, true in this world is that you exist and that the change exists. And you need to wrap up your mind around that change. But it's hard doing that if you are full of calcified ideas. And that's one thing that I set out to do first. I could wow. feel that I was conditioned in so many ways to think in so many different ways, but it's not my thinking. Very, very few people on this planet actually think. They think they think, but they, not, they don't. It's just some sort of an emotion, past, future, fears, regrets, whatever it is, anger. And there is a little bit of thought smeared on top of it. There is no unique groundbreaking thought in most people's lives ever. If they have one idea in their whole life, that's like a highlight. You're probably already the top 5% of thinkers on the planet. Most people, it's just emotions, emotions, anger, 
resentment, and that's what they talk all, all day long about, about their little lives and their little problems, but it's just mm. emotion. You have to transcend that. Very few people think. We surrendered our thinking to the priests, to the politicians, to the teachers, to the parents, to anybody and everybody who we think can think better than us. But guess what? If you surrender your thinking to somebody else, I guarantee you they'll make decisions not in your favor. I guarantee you. Nobody ever is going to stand up for you for you as well as you will stand up for yourself. And learning to think is a difficult task in the beginning. Breaking free in the beginning, breaking free from conditioning, even seeing that you've been conditioned, it's a hard work. And it requires going within and looking within what, what's inside. In the beginning, you will perceive that there is nothing interesting inside. Nothing interesting is happening in your mind. It's just complaining, <laughs> no. my father, my ex-girlfriend, my ex-boyfriend, uh, money, uh, food, whatever. Simple little things of life. But then actually, as you start cleaning up that clutter more and more and more, the real reasons behind your thinking start, start emerging. And you will need to clear out all those dead bodies in your mind first. All the things you swept under the carpet, you need to pull them out, but drag them out by the by the by the hair, so to, so to say. I don't want you to get go away with the idea that I'm trash talking emotions, that this is a bad thing. No, they are actually your friends. They're there to tell you that something happened in your timeline where your boundaries were trespassed. Somehow you were hurt, or you hurt somebody. Some, somehow something happened to you that did, did not resonate with you. It wasn't right. But because you didn't give it that place and space to tell you their story, to tell you you're angry, not because somebody cut you on the road, you're actually angry because you're lonely or something like that, whatever it is, start digging deeper. Once that emotion gets the chance to actually tell you their story and why it cares so much for you, that it keeps just swimming in your heart, keeps trying to catch your attention, that monkey mind is just all those unresolved things. That's why I, I highly advise that you implement some sort of a journaling in your life. That's the best way of cleaning up your mind that you can possibly find. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I love it because you are rephrasing many things, many insights that I've had in my life. You're rephrasing them in a much more eloquent, eloquent language than I can. But ultimately, what you're describing there is the principle of, of, of step four in the AA system, where you do a deep, full inventory of what the hell is going on up there. And it is that you actually take your resentment and break it down and say, okay, you know, what actually happened? Oh, uh, this organization did that. That's how it made me feel. Arr. And so you keep going a list like that. The problem, yeah, of course, is... The problem, of course, is if you are just making such a list, well, that's a, that's a pity party. But if you then actually add then the column of, well, what was my input in that? Did I play a role there? Which role was that? Was I really the victim or maybe did I contribute to that? So suddenly it becomes far more interesting. And that's just resentment. Now we do the same with, with anger, with, with other things. So if you actually start working through it, it's the most beautiful journey you could possibly do because suddenly it is no longer as black and white and suddenly you actually have little breakthroughs here and there 
And what you're saying, the power of journaling to actually write things down and suddenly see them coming out of your pen or onto your keyboard. And by the way, I, I normally say the pen is far more, is mightier than the sword. It quite literally it is. I think there is, there are other, um, there are different uh, areas in the brain being being challenged and being brought out to play when you write something by hand than compared when you type something. Um, there are some beautiful, beautiful gems coming out onto paper. And you think, huh, as if, if, you, if someone else is writing it and you read, what the hell? And it's just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful journey. I see you nodding there. And that's right. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing, an amazing experience, isn't it? That and not just that. So, so, you know, writing, it's its very, very healing. And you will realize you're the most interesting book you will ever read. There is nothing, nobody like you. You are amazing. You are incredibly amazing. amazing. And once you start writing things out, answers will come every single day. Journaling, it's not about describing your day. It's about describing that emotion, whatever strong emotions was there. I've been journaling now for the last two years. And for the first six months, I was definitely just ranting on the pages. You know, the sky is too blue, the sun is too round, and, and things like that. And that's what you might just going to do, just rant and rant and rant. But then after a while, once you get all that, that annoying, buzzing thing out of the way, that's when the real story will start emerging, the story of who you are. Insights with both flow, understanding will flow as you write it out, you yourself will give answers to your questions and there will be a lot, a lot of aha moments. Another thing that I actually realized as a, another beautiful side effect, it actually organizes your mind. The mind is like I was saying, is a room filled with clothes, let's say it's a pile of clothes and nothing is organized. By writing it, you literally pick up every single little piece that is in your room and you start decide, deciding, is this something I'm going to keep? Is this beautiful enough to keep? I'm going to throw it away or give it somebody back because it's not even mine. I picked it up from parents or whatever. You start cleaning it up, putting it all on its rightful shelves. I guarantee you it will improve your memory. Mm. Not so, so long. Recently, actually, I was watching this documentary about people who have incredibly uh, incredible uh, memories, photographic memories. Yes, of course, there's a portion of the brain that's slightly enlarged, but another side effect of having incredible memories is that those people are incredibly organized. Their houses, they're not OCD, but their houses are impeccable. Everything is on its rightful place. Many people think I'll organize my place and that will organize my mind. No, actually an organized place is a reflection of your mind. In an organized mind, it's so much easier for your brain to access the information that you need. Also, when you're trying to learn something, if there is no chaos or that chaotic energy all around, buzzing around your, your mind, when you actually absorb information, there is peace and quiet and it goes to the right place right away. When you need to withdraw and retrieve that information again, your brain is able to find that, that right information in the circuit. So that's a very, very beautiful side effect. This will help you organize your mind. And an organized mind, better memory will take you, will make you so much smarter. Yeah. You will see. <laughs> it's beautiful what you're describing there. And it is, it's nearly a bit of a high. 
I remember as a student, I was learning in the middle of the night anatomy and I had an old fashioned desk lamp with sort of a, a shade, uh, shape, shade that uh, gave the light a direction. So it was this perfect circle. And in this circle was this book and uh, a drawing book, I think it was, where I just really wrote things and colored things. And then, uh, then there was a cup of tea, peppermint tea. I remember that vividly. And it was close to midnight. The whole student home was quiet. And there was just me, that book, that cup of tea, and that cone of light. And it was the most beautiful, serene, calm feeling that came over me. A feeling of, of true satisfaction, of true, I'm in this moment. And it's it's there, like, like, like it, I, I see it in front of my eyes perfectly. And that is exactly that, this, this kind of clarity that can come over you once you actually get all the shit out of the way and, and can focus on what is important. After all, that's also what, what many soldiers experience when they go into the battlefield. Suddenly, everything else falls away. Girlfriend trouble, mortgages, etc. It's the clarity of there and then, of forcing yourself to live in the moment. And that's powerful. Yes. So definitely, if you read that book, Still in Fire, you will see that this is an area that also the military is very interested in. And this is what is happening also in the Silicon Valley. Everybody and anybody is interested in accessing those altered states. And when you are in an altered state, you basically are calibrating between your conscious mind and, and your altered state. This is where a lot of magic is happening. People learn languages in an altered state mm. in six weeks rather than six months. So when you are actually operating from that altered state, there is no limit to your intelligence. You basically are opening a completely second level of your capabilities. Anybody who's a genius who walked this place, this this planet, they all operated from that space. They were constantly accessing ideas, intuition, insights from elsewhere read biographies you will see and this is what's being more and more discovered that's why brain we are entering a mind and brain hacking age mm. that's what's all about if you want to remain relevant if there is no magic pill not elon musk is going to invent anything anytime soon he's still interested more in space than than in, in saving people's minds but who knows but for now, you know, don't waste time because as we were discussing about Alzheimer, you know, the Alzheimer is a choice. It definitely is because it starts set, settling in 30 years before it's too late. So if you think you're going to wait until you're 60 uh, and then you're going to do something about it, think again. Yeah. But then again, I want, I, want to, uh, I want to say the past does not equal the future. Let's be very clear about that. Some people, because they might be now in the 50s, 60s when they're listening to that, and they might come from a history of addiction. They have abused their body for 30 years because they couldn't live with their emotions. They'd never learned how to deal with the negative emotions. So they were numbing themselves for 30, 40 years. Well, uh, funnily enough, that is exactly what I did. Worked too hard, drank too hard, in a nutshell. Um, and then I started to change. I started actually to pay attention to the details, uh, to actually look after myself. So the amount of nutraceuticals and, and those substances that I knew I had depleted over 30 years, I started methodically to reinstitute. I made sure that I drink enough water. I made sure, etc. 
hundreds little hundreds of little things I put into place. Nowadays, my the physical results of any scan or anything that I do on my body do not show any damage. Where I would have thought, I mean, two years ago, for Christ's sake, my I've got a strong history of heart disease in my family. Um, and so I thought, oh God, I've got no symptoms, but with all the life that I've lived, let's let's look at the reality. So I did a specialized scan to look at my coronaries. Turns out they're like those of a baby. Now they by genetics and by my lifestyle, there should be under no circumstances should I have those coronaries, but I have. So the past does not equal the future. So exactly. you can- Brain breaks and brain heals. Body uh, breaks, body heals. It's a choice. Correct, correct. And you can undo damage that you've done in the past. So only because you lived a life that maybe was a bit more challenging to, to say the least. Um, that doesn't mean to say that you can't right now make a new decision right now. Work with, with people who are maybe further down the path than you are and actually get to it and, and actually start making changes. And I don't mean, I mean, you went to Nepal, you went into the, the monastery and <laughs> good on you, girl. Wow. That is, that, that is, that is really putting your money where your mouth is. Um, most of well, us. I had no choice. I, had no choice. I knew yeah. I'll never get another job. If, until this is solved. Beautiful. Uh, and that's always so beautiful. You were at such a point so far outside of your comfort zone that you had to implement change. And suddenly you realize that it is not as painful as you thought doing that change. The world still kept turning, despite the fact that you had actually resigned from your position, the, that you went out there. And yes, the money was not flowing in in droves, but you actually could focus on what is important. Now, wow, um, maybe if we were to look at the current challenges in the same way, the sheer fact that COVID might set you up that you can't work full-time anymore or that you maybe even have lost your job. And yes, you could, of course, think, okay, poor me, poor me. Um, or you could say, wow, when was the last time that I had such a reset? When was the last time that I had such an opportunity to actually stop, step off the hamster wheel and, and actually think, wow, who am I? More importantly, who do you want to be when you grow up? And it doesn't matter if you're 17 or 70, um, you have choices to make. And that's Rina, that's what you are all about. You made choices and you followed them up with actions. And that is exactly how you got to the place where you are now. You didn't just say there, okay, you didn't stay on the couch and binge watched uh, things. Now, sometimes, don't get me wrong, guys, Sometimes there's a place for that. Sometimes you just need to binge watch NCIS or whatever is your, whatever floats your boat. Please, your, your mind needs to switch off too. So absolutely fine. But don't make that your life. Don't make that your life. I've been there. No, 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 no. And I washed the, the NCIS down with wine and then well, then, then read a self-help book with a glass of wine. <laughs> no. So lots of talk, no walk. <laughs> so you need to take action. And these action steps exactly. there. Yeah, actually the interesting thing about it is that the more you self do that self-discovery, know thyself is the most important thing you can do in your life and do it, start doing it today. The more you get to know yourself, the more you look at what's inside of you, the more you will realize how, how amazing you are. Mm -hmm. How amazing.
You are amazing. You truly are. And there's nothing you need to do to be amazing. You were born amazing. If you think about the time when you held, you know, your, a baby in your, in your hands the last time, maybe your child, maybe your nephew, whoever that is, it, the baby is perfect and it's amazing. There is nothing that the baby needs to do. But then we educate that baby to be perfect. Being perfect is just a watered down, watered down version of amazing. Yeah. And to be perfect, you need to do something. So there is this whole like being versus doing thing. You need to do something to become perfect. And then somebody else will give the stamp of approval. Is this perfect or is this barely good enough? And or is this not good enough at all? And all our lives, we are chasing that idea of we have to be perfect for somebody else. And we need to do something to get there. When you actually completely unsubscribe from that idea and go back to just being amazing, I screwed up. I'm amazing. I'm an alcoholic. Isn't that amazing? I'm the the most badass alcoholic on this planet. And nobody is a better alcoholic than I. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Why not? But that's the thing. But you're re what you're doing is you're, you're readdressing your core beliefs. You are actually allowing yourself to completely uh, dive, deep dive into what is driving your emotions. Why are you triggered? Why are you constantly angry? You're going below the, okay, you're angry or not angry. You're going actually, what makes that happen? What's going on deep down in your mind? And that, again, as you said earlier in the show, this is something that very, very few people do. Most people, they are just reactive. They're a puffle of dogs. Honestly, they don't do anything else than just react to the environment without actually taking control, without actually any conscious mind. They are just responding to whatever happens, either outside or inside, because they've just had that sugar cookie, and they feel good, they feel good. And 20 minutes later, they feel, oh, I'm, uh, because they have no insight what is actually happening. Because very few people actually think it's very, very emotional. They think they think that's what government manipulates us, social media manipulates us, marketing manipulates us. It really has us in a death grip. And that is why, how do you get out of the that's the, the kind of like the, the conversation topic we discussed, how to get out of the prison of your mind. Actually, you're imprisoned by your emotions and everybody else who has much to win by manipulating your emotions. You've surrendered any power about what you do with your life, how you feel to other people, to the social media, media, television, politicians, parents, whoever that is. You have basically no choice whatsoever about your life's decision. That is why so many people actually, they are numbing themselves because when you start looking at the lives you actually wanted to live when you were a child, when everything was possible and the life you actually created for yourself and now you're 15, think, you think it's too late. Yeah. First thing I, you, you want to do is start decluttering, freeing yourself up because the enemy is already within. You cannot blame anybody else anymore because the enemy is already within. Address the enemy within. This is what the true jihad in, in Islam is meant to be. Jihad is the enemy within that you're trying to, to resolve, not really combat. But again, it's not an enemy that has the, the worst, you know, it, it's, it's not an enemy that, it's an enemy that still wants to do the best it can for you, right? The way, the best, it, it knows how to do it, but you can, can choose whether, whether you follow that, that, that road or not. 
or whether you're going to start help making healthier and better choices, the beginning is difficult. It's scary to open that very first closet door. It's scary to look at that very first skeleton. That's why we 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 push them under the carpet because they 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 feel so scary. But actually, once you actually look at that elephant, you realize it's just a mouse. Uh-huh. Just oh, so true. It is. You probably suffered more in your life by not looking at that thing than those five minutes that you spent actually looking at it and giving it that place and space to tell its story. 100%. By cleaning yourself up, just by cleaning yourself up, that's the first step. Second step, you get your mind organized. And the third step, I highly advise, is go back to your passions. Go back to what sets you on fire. All those guilty pleasures, all those guilty little things you, you like doing behind closed doors and that, that remind you of your childhood. Go back to your childhood. Do all those little silly things. And that's the gateway to actually to creativity and journaling. That's why this, this journaling thing, I picked it up actually from a book called The Artist's Way. It's, it's a book that helps uh, people get out of their... Uh, of writing block, writer's block. People are blocked, and a lot of us, we are blocked in our lives in many, many levels. To free yourself up again, which is the activity that's not flowing again. You start digging up all those little things you liked doing 30 years ago mm. by recovering all those passions, all those little joys. And that's why, again, kind of like going back to the morning, the morning is the best time to do that because that's when you are in the twilight zone. You're between your altered state and the conscious state. Not so much um, going on yet in your mind. The mind is relatively peaceful. How are you wasting your best energy, best time of the day on doing chores, on doing the things that don't add value in any way? We don't have control over what's happening to us in the evenings, but we have control over what's happening to us in the mornings. If you have to get up half an hour earlier, Ideally, one hour earlier to do that. What's your passion? What you're passionate about? Be painting, be just playing with toys, whatever ridiculous thing you want to do, so on that it, you know, it it revives that that child in you again. That part of you that was curious, that was excited, that was seeing the world full of possibilities. Do that. In my case, I write a children's book. If I can fit one hour of children book writing each of my day. All these ideas that keep that were, were flowing for the book, they'll keep flowing throughout the day and I'll still have amazing ideas for my business because I'm already in that space when I'm constantly tapping into that altered state. It will benefit you throughout the day in other areas of your life. Reclaim your mornings. Wow. Rina Lang, where have you been all my life? That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, you are... You made me think a lot today. Wow. So uh, if, if my listeners are, and viewers are, are like me a bit, uh, what happened just right now, uh, where can they find you? Yes. So definitely you can find me on social media, but I also just recently finalized my little ebook uh, on this topic where I talk about energy insights and, and teach all kinds of different tools and techniques. Grab your copy at uh, rinalang.com slash ebook very easy. Then also you can find me on LinkedIn, Rina Lang, also on YouTube. I actually host every Friday at 9 a.m. Central Time in my private group, um, Facebook group, which is called Mind and Brain Power, uh, Brain Power Upgrade. Uh, Facebook group, join it. And I go live there every Friday as well, where I talk about these topics and I share tools, techniques, whatever it is, um, 
I, I'm a coach. I coach around this. I also have group coaching programs where uh, I teach a lot of the, the, the things that I picked up over the years mm-hmm. and that I believe once you start integrating those those little things into your day to daily life living, mm-hmm. it will really help you take your mind, your brain to the next level and it will help you remain relevant because that's the true pandemic that we're going through. It's how to become, it remain relevant at an age where you're most wise, when you made all those mistakes, when you're wise, when you're intelligent, when you have the wealth of experience and you can actually finally start contributing to it. So many people who retire in their 60s, they feel like now finally I can do whatever I wanted to do. I have the money, I can follow my passions, but then their minds and brains break down and all that wealth just get wiped out. It's like having like having your entire hard drive, everything you've collected your entire life just wiped. Correct. And you and they become irrelevant. And that is, I think, my biggest fear. I don't know if it's yours, but it's definitely mine. To have all these experiences accumulating every single day, doing all that work, juggling, and then by the time I'm 60, dropping the ball. That's exactly that's it. Yeah. No, that's absolutely that's one of the, the fears. I'm 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 afraid of mortality. I'm afraid of of losing it all. But I'm afraid because I've only now come to realize what a beautiful life I have the privilege to live, and how much I can change my life. And therefore, I'm I'm now in a pilot seat. I'm no longer in a passenger who no, doesn't know where he's traveling. No, I'm actually making. I'm taking the controls. And therefore, I'm actually addicted to living a better life, a life that prolongs this state of excitation, of of beautiful energy. And so, no, I'm in the same boat as you. And it's absolutely amazing. Rina, you're a a force of nature. Um, I had the sense that this might be actually happening today. I'm I'm, uh, gobsmacked that it actually has occurred and how much I enjoyed this interview. You know, you're an amazing woman. Thank you for what you're doing out there. No two ways around you're, you're changing lives. So guys, if you want to know anything about Rena down there, look into the description of the YouTube channel and of the podcast. Uh, there are all the, her, her uh, details are in there. And please, whilst you're down there, press the subscribe button, press the like button, and, and just tell your friends that we're having some fantastic discussions on this channel and in this podcast, because your life is worth it here. You can change your life so much. And Rena is one of these voices that might just give you some ideas where you think, huh, okay, that's a new, new approach. What have you got to lose? Rena, you're a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Do never ever give up on your mind and brain. Do never ever give up. Absolutely. Rena Lang, Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. You absolutely humbled me and you you make me think. And that's the best outcome that I can wish for uh, of an interview. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. And you guys out there, I believe in you. Stay strong and look after yourself. Bye. Bye.